It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Director of Scouting at the DraftNetwork.com, Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Today's episode is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today on the show, we talk about it a lot. Off-season mode for a daily Dolphins podcast. Uh, it's a lot of time to work through and filter through hypotheticals. And that's really what I'm excited to do today because this question came courtesy of Power to the Pod yesterday. The question came from Jesse. He said, you have three moves to set up the offense for long-term success. One trade, one free agent, and one draft pick. Go. So I saw this question and I knew instantaneously that this there were so many layers here to get into as far as alternative cost and decisions and, and, and what the waterfall effect is that, that transitions through the rest of your decisions throughout the course of the offseason. So this was really fun. And obviously the Dolphins uh, have no shortage of flexibility and that's the name of the game for the Dolphins this offseason is flexibility. Whatever direction they choose to go, um, it... it the possibilities are endless uh, because of the assets that the Dolphins have at their disposal. And they're really, there can be defining moves along the way. And I think you can look at the Dolphins' decision last offseason and how they chose to tackle uh, the defensive side of the football. The decision to sign Byron Jones to a record-setting contract was a defining decision for the Dolphins' offseason. Uh, so now you ask yourself, okay, you know, are you going to do the same thing over on the offensive side of the ball on the offensive line? Are you going to do the same thing on the offensive side of the ball at wide receiver? Where are you going to get your cheap talent from versus where are you going to get and be willing to pay and invest in your premium talent? It's not an easy question to answer, but Jesse has asked the question. So that's what we're going to do today on the show. Uh, we're going to operate under the assumption that the Dolphins are working forward with Tua Tagovailoa, and we're going to answer this question through that scope. Of course, there there are you know if you're a supporter of the potential of trading for Deshaun Watson, if that continues to accelerate, um, we may have to revisit this podcast concept down the road. But as of right now, Tua Tagovailoa said it himself, "I am the quarterback in the Miami Dolphins. We are going to set this decision up. These three decisions, I should say, set these three decisions up with." the assumption that Tua Tagovailoa remains the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. So I was kind of curious on, on which I should do first, and I think the thing that would make the most sense is to follow the order of operations in which things actually happen in the NFL. So free agency comes first. I'm looking at the free agent market 
I'm looking at Joe Thune's name. He, apparently, he, according to Jeff Howe, the athletic, he and the Patriots are nowhere close on a contract. Um, so there's a part of me who wants to take the signing and the trade and make it, I want to trade Eric Flowers and sign Joe Thune in free agency. Because if you trade Eric Flowers, you're going to save $9 million against your cap. And if Joe Thune comes out and he gets, uh, I don't want to say record-setting, he might get record-setting into your offensive line money. He might get that. Um, but that that's probably 14, 14 to $16 million a year. So you take on seven, if you could trade Eric Flowers, you could take on an extra, let's call it 15, run it down the middle. You're talking saving nine, adding 15. You're, you're adding $6 million to your cap to put Joe Thune in place of Eric Flowers. That's tempting, but that's kind of lame because I'm taking two out of the three hypotheticals and I'm, I'm putting them in the same bucket. I don't necessarily know if I want to do that. And obviously that becomes a risk because what do you do first? You'd have to trade Flowers first. And what is Eric Flowers' trade value? And I could tell you with uh, his age, his level of play, his cost, uh, all those things combined, the Dolphins would probably have to give a higher pick plus like a fourth plus Eric Flowers and get back like a sixth. You're going to have to pay somebody to take it and do the salary dump. Not dissimilar to what we saw uh, the L.A. Rams do with Jared Goff, interestingly enough. Uh, but but I don't necessarily know if I want to, like I said, drop both of those hypotheticals into uh, the same bucket. So I'm looking at names realistically we should expect to see, too. Like I know Chris Godwin, we talked about him when we did the wide receiver market as a free agent signing. He's a home run signing. Uh, the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to franchise tag him. Unfortunately, a number of guys that you see on the on potentially the open market, those guys will get the franchise tag, and that's going to be a hard pill to swallow because some of these guys are uh, would be really, really good fits, including Chris Godwin for the Miami Dolphins. So the most high-priced players, this is players who are not on their rookie contracts, right? The most high-priced players, according to annual average salary value that are on free agent market as things currently stand. I'm just going to read the names. Don't take these as candidates. Dak Prescott, A.J. Green, Brandon Scherf, Jacoby Brissett, Joe Thune, Allen Robinson, Trent Williams, Russell Okung, T.Y. Hilton, Larry Fitzgerald, Hunter Henry. Those are the players who are free agents that averaged $10 million plus on their most recent contract coming into the 2021 offseason. Uh, of course, where this you, know, you start to see the needle move a little bit is when you get down to players who are on rookie contracts, players like Curtis Samuels, 25, uh, his annual average salary is $1.6 million. Juju Smith-Schuster, $1 million. Taylor Moton, offensive tackle, $1 million. Rashard Higgins, wide receiver, less than a million dollars. Chris Godwin, his annual average salary was $821,000. Kenny Galladay, seven hundred ninety-nine. So these guys who are on rookie deals, these are the guys that give you the most bang for your buck. Aaron Jones, fifth-round pick, 27-year-old running back. His annual average salary was $650,000. These are the players that I think move the needle the most because they're younger players. They're players who they're, of course, going to cost more, right? But, like, what really does A.J. Green at 33-year-old A.J. Green do for us? Even Allen Robinson at 28, he's a stud. He's going to be a stud absolute monster for wherever he ends up going next. I don't know if 28-year-old Allen Robinson for $20 million plus is the free agent signing that I feel is going to put the Dolphins offense working around Tua Tagovailoa over the top. 
So I'm going to narrow the scope here, and I'm going to say players that are on rookie contracts. I'm interested in giving out a second contract to somebody. As tempting it is to also say Corey Lindsley, the center uh, from Green Bay. I'm not going to go in that direction. I think I am going to plant my flag in the ground for Curtis Samuel, though. Uh, Curtis Samuel is Jakeem Grant-esque as far as he ran like 4-3-3, so he's fast, he's versatile, he's an offensive weapon that can carry it as a receiver or as a ball carrier on end arounds and stuff. Uh, he is exponentially a better receiver than what Jakeem Grant is. So I'm cutting Jakeem Grant, and I'm going to save like three and change off the salary cap, and then I'm going to sign Curtis Samuel. And we're going to assume Track has that, that contract value. He's 25 years old, so he's still super young has that contract value at 12. Yeah, I think that's, this is the risk of doing business in free agency, right? And as long as the Dolphins structure the, the guaranteed money the right way, Curtis Samuel will be my guy. Um, because I don't think Chris Godwin's going to be available. I'm not particularly high on Juju Smith-Schuster at this point in time. And... Curtis Samuel has that short area quickness to, to really shine versus guys like Kenny Galladay. So Curtis Samuel would be the guy I'm going to stake my flag in the ground and say, yes, the Miami Dolphins should go out and sign this guy. Let's part ways with Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson, uh, two wide receivers for the Dolphins. Jakeem Grant is on the books for $4.7 million. Uh, his dead cap figure is one point eight. So you're going to save $2.9 million on Jakeem Grant, which pushes... Curtis Samuel is the new cap on your books for under $10 million. And then Albert Wilson has dead cap of $2.3 million, and he's on the books for 5.2. So you can save another 2.9. So your added cap by just dropping Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant and signing Curtis Samuel is $6.6 million, approximately against the cap. That, to me, is a good exchange. I would rather have one Curtis Samuel than Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant knowing full well that you have other guys that are capable in the return game, knowing full well that you're getting an upgrade at wide receiver, you're getting a younger player at wide receiver, you're getting a more explosive player than what Albert Wilson has left in the tank after sitting out a year and the injuries that he has had throughout the course of his entire career. So put Curtis Samuel down as my must-have in free agency. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for your classic or daily driver, and you need engine control modules, brake parts, taillight, motor oil, or even new carpet, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you go anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So that takes care of one of our three objectives. 
Uh, we have to set the offense up for success in three ways. We are going to sign Curtis Samuel. I am not going to force a trade for an existing player, and we will waterfall all the way through to the NFL draft because I think there's uh, opportunities here uh, to to really have the best of both worlds. And there was a part of me, too, that, that wanted to say, oh, let's sign Levante David uh, so that we can have optimal flexibility for how we attack the draft on offense because signing Levante David means we don't have to put the pressure in the back of our mind of, uh, do we need to draft a linebacker in the top 100? No. So, Jesse, I, I didn't take the easy out and, and go with the technicality and finesse my way out of answering your question. So we're going to stay true to exactly what you had asked. My trade is trading out of three. I understand there's a lot of fans of Penn A. Sewell. I understand a lot of Dolphins fans watch the Super Bowl, watch Patrick Mahomes run around, uh, run for his life. Uh, but Kansas City, they, they weren't just missing one starter. They were missing four starters on the offensive line. And still, they played in the Super Bowl because you had a high-end quarterback. So, a high-end quarterback can mask a lot of issues. You you have two weeks of preparation against a team that that probably had a talent advantage up front anyway, and you're missing four starters. Yeah, it's going to bite you. I know Penny Sewell's the hot name right now. I'm not married to drafting Penny Sewell. I'm not mad if they draft Penny Sewell. I'm not mad if they draft Devontae Smith. I'm not mad if they draft Jalen Waddle. But I want more options. And the way I get more options is by trading out of three to a team like Carolina at eight or Denver at nine. I probably don't go any further back than San Francisco. And what you can get for moving out of a top three pick for a quarterback is an an additional obscene amount of assets. It's almost going to be in line with what you got for Laramie Tunsil. except you're trading a pick for instead of a player. Like, you'll get two ones. You'll get this year's and next year's one to move back. And you're talking moving back six spots? Tops? Nine spots tops? Five to nine spots? And you get an, an extra one next year? And I think that that allows you a little bit more clarity to kind of take the board as it comes to you. And I know that that's not going to fix the offense, which was Jesse's question. You, know, you get a trade uh, to set up the offense for long-term success. But by having more long-term flexibility, that in turn gives you more long-term success to be able to pivot as you need as you collect more information on the investments that you've made. And that's that's such at a core of what you know the, the team building process is like, is, is having the flexibility to make a decision. Do we need to make a bold move? Do we need to uh, plan more on established players in free agency? Do we need to draft a running back in the first round? Did the offensive tackle that we drafted at 18 last year not inspire us so much that we can come back with number three and draft the best offensive tackle prospect in the class? Does our quarterback inspire us to stay committed to him? Or if we have a a rare chance to make a big change there, do we make it? The Dolphins are in the driver's seat now. And in this scenario in which we're building around Tua Tagovailoa, adding more picks for more long-term flexibility gives you more long-term success. It's not going to give you a better return on investment. Although I still think the Dolphins could get the receiver that they would take at three 
if they were picking at eight, which makes it the no-brainer trade for me. Also considered saying, yeah, let's draft Penny Sewell and then trade up from, from 18 and go get Jalen Waddell. I think that goes too far against the Dolphins' trends, though, in the draft. So if they're going to stay on schedule, and if they're going to stay the course with what direction they've set the franchise on in 2020 with the way they handled that draft, giving up top 50 picks was something that you know they had an opportunity to go get Tristan Wirfs. I don't know how much they were offering. I can't confirm that they called, but teams obviously team San Francisco was fielding that pick and Tampa took it and dropped back one spot. Miami had teams knocking on the door to get in front of them again at 26, ultimately prompted them to trade back to 30 when they saw Cesar Ruiz and uh, Brandon Ayuk come off the board. Right in front of them, both times. So that kind of action in front of them, and the Dolphins said, eh, we're, we'll let the board fall to us. So I, I would rather move back, get more picks and assets, and say, let's let the board fall to us if we're going to stay the course with how we're choosing to build the team. Let's trade out of three. Maybe you get eight, 40, and next year's one from Carolina. I'd do that in a heartbeat. That's a home run. Because you get another pick in like the sweet spot of this year's draft, where it's deep, from 25 to 50, is where I think you've got really good talent in this year's class. You move back only five spots, you're still going to probably get the same wide receiver you're going to take at three. Because I don't think Jamar Chase will be at the top of their board if Tua Tonga below is their quarterback. And you get an extra one next year. Long-term success. Yes, let's lock it in. That'll be my move. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. One draft pick. I'm flexible with the wide receivers. I'm even flexible at running back. Najee Harris, Javante Williams, one at 18, one at 35. You can go whatever direction you'd like. Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. You can take either one. I'd be totally cool with either one. 
So where does that leave us? I'm not married to a single wide receiver. I'm not married to a single running back. Well, I didn't sign an offensive lineman. So I do want to secure an offensive lineman. I want to make sure that the Dolphins are able to lock in center Landon Dickerson from Alabama. I know that the durability is a question mark, and that's scary. But Dickerson, from an intangibles perspective, we had Jim Nagy of the Senior Bowl over on Draft Dudes on Monday night for our Tuesday show. And what he had to say about Landon Dickerson, what the tape says about Landon Dickerson, his intelligence level, his leadership, his intangibles, his style of play with the Dolphins, it all marries together for like one home run fit that I just could not turn down. I would absolutely want that in the heart of the Dolphins offense, regardless of whether or not they decide to re-sign Ted Karras or not. So I want Landon Dickerson in the second round. You got to take him at 35, then that means you take Najee Harris at 18. Whatever. Okay, you take best available wide receiver from Alabama at 8, and you, you run the gauntlet and you go Najee Harris and then Landon Dickerson. Or if you think you can get Landon Dickerson at 50, then maybe you take a defensive player, Greg Rousseau, Zayvon Collins, whatever, at 18. You go wide receiver, BPA, 18. 35 is Javante Williams, and then you go Landon Dickerson at 50. That's what I would ideally love to see this board look like. Oh, by the way, we also have 40 because of the trade back with Carolina. Try and tell me that's not an, an awesome route and path, pathway to success. And then you can, you know, whether you want to get back on the board in the third round and double dip a wide receiver. I would advocate a top 100 double dip a wide receiver, even with signing Curtis Samuel. It's necessary. It's that necessary to remodel this wide receiver room. If we're going to build around Tua Tagovailoa, we need the room to be filled with receivers that win in the way in which he sees the game. Period. Period. So, Jesse, great question. Kudos. Hope you guys enjoyed kind of my current snapshot in time. And I would like to establish I reserve the right to change my mind. Uh, we may not have a, a pure, true NFL draft process with an NFL combine and so on and so forth. But as we get closer, as we get more clarity on what the Dolphins' direction is, we get more clarity on their prospects, we get more clarity on what free agency is going to look like and the salary cap situation. My mind may change. We may have to do this again in April. But as things currently stand, as I currently view the NFL draft landscape and the Dolphins landscape and the landscape of the teams around the Dolphins, those would be my moves. I'm signing Curtis Samuel, subsequently cutting Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant. So I'm adding less than $7 million approximately onto the salary cap by making that decision. I'm trading out of three into the back half of the top 10 to pick up extra day two pick extra next year first round capital. And then I'm drafting Lander Dickerson in the second round. Those are my must-haves as things currently stand. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what yours are. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at GrindingTheTape or at LockedOnFins with a PH. Would love to hear what signing, trade, and draft pick you need to make. So please feel free to reach out. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins and Kyle Krabs. Thanks as always for listening. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.